Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. I get you that much. I thought at home that was Lars for a second, didn't you? Everyone is shocked who is uh, seeing this video. We, we we had to replace Lars. We had to replace him because the body snatchers took him, and it just wasn't the same with him going <laughs> all the time. So, And for anyone not watching, um, you're very confused. Don't don't be confused. We're out of our minds. So There's nothing nice. to be confused about. The confusion is that so we... So this is 24? This is 24? Five. 25. Episode 25. Shit. Man, we've been legal in all states for a while now. Well, we can rent cars now. Um, Even anal. We can go to the states, rent cars. It's good. Um, and the confusion would be that our, our third member today, we, uh, we're we still without our trusty co-leader, Lars, who's in New York City. Um, and so today we brought we brought another guest on. Yeah, I, who is our other guest? Who is this? Well, it's not it's it's not Gaston actually. It's another Gaston, and uh, oh oh no, it's oh. Gaston, Gaston, and that was terrible. <laughs> Quick for those of you at home who weren't watching this, I made that face again. The oh yeah, that was a joke. That face. <laughs> our Gaston is uh, uh, my dear friend and uh, long lost compadre, uh, Andrew McNabb, who's joining us all the way from Edmonton. Yeah, I just got back. So back in Toronto. He's back in Toronto. Oil patch country. What? <laughs> let's well, let's, right. let's give you him. You didn't a, vote for Trudeau, did you? We know you Welcome back to <laughs> Toronto. Yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> Wonderful to be back. Love this town. Grew up here. Uh, went out there for about six years. Found a nice girl from Spruce Grove, Alberta. Spruce Grove. Shout it out to Spruce Grove. Yeah. Absolutely nobody but people in Spruce Grove know who that is or where that's from. But that's amazing. Yeah. yeah we love that shit. We love that shit. Hockey players and dimes. Indeed. Like Indeed. freezing to death in the street corner in October. Yeah, it's bad. Minus 35. We actually, I loaded up a U-Haul and uh, U-Haul. got a truck and, and uh, delivered that, a 6x12 U-Haul trailer. And uh, we left in a snowstorm. We got to Regina uh, in a snowstorm at about 3 in the morning. Don't go to Regina, guys. It's, there's nothing there. There's a nice hotel and... That's about it. Like even the, the hotels even the, are nice. Yeah, even the concierge is like. That's you heard about us, Regina. No <laughs> love. Sorry, man. Sorry, man. Yeah, it was also there. minus thirteen the next day and blizzarding all night, so I had to pull a trailer through a blizzard for day two. And uh, yeah, thanks, but no thanks, Regina. And see you later, snow. Hopefully, I didn't bring it for you guys though. Apparently, it's going to be it's, a hell of a it's winter. Been, so. It's been kind of cold here, but we don't usually get snow till December, and even when we do, it's kind of like it's lame snow. Like, as the rest of Canada goes. Like, when I was a kid, yeah. we used to get snow. We used Toronto. to. I've been here yeah. my entire life. Like, I remember I remember getting snow, like actual snow, like a couple of feet. Like, you know, decent snow. And that's not, like, us being little and thinking that the snow was taller because... I was never that little. Because <laughs> he will verify that that's yeah. not true. But, no, I mean, like I said, also I have family in, like, mountains of Pittsburgh where by December 1st they've got five feet of snow and it stays, like, all, yeah. all winter, right? But, I mean, I remember there used to be snow in Toronto. It's totally gone. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. That was in like '98. Yeah, that's true. The army did. That was all the army did when I was a kid. In late '90s, like, they got it was like occasionally in. they were in places that no one could pronounce in Yugoslavia and stuff, and otherwise they were just shoveling outside my school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I saw a lot of guys in fatigues with like snowblowers, and I was like, what? They give those to our military snowblower. That's a pretty awesome weapon. You think about it, right? Yeah. You sneak up on some guy. I'm just, I'm just, cle- I'm just cleaning your walk. <laughs> I got you now, didn't I? <laughs> and Ambush. you know it was bur- worse back in the day because you got snow days too. When's the last time yeah. you got a snow day? Yeah. Look, I have two younger siblings, right? And we're all ten years apart, so it's like you, you get the whole the whole spectrum. Now that my sister's in high school, she's never had a snow day, not once. In fact, I can because my birthday's in December. I can remember coming home for Christmas. And it was snowing once. This was like a few years ago. It was snowing on Christmas. And I walked in. I talked to my sister. And I said to her, I said, have you ever had a white Christmas before? And she was like, I don't know, 12, 13. She was like, no, actually. And I'm like, okay, so we're going outside now. We're going to, like, do the snow angel thing and the whole, like, having a winter thing. Because this might never happen again. And who knows? Like enjoy it right yeah it's been like i've been out of school for like 10 years and i have not had a snow day in that entire time can you believe that yes Hmm. because they don't usually they don't usually cancel you sitting on the couch not doing anything what for snow 
You just said you've been out of school for like 10 years and yeah. you've never had a snow day so, in all that time. Yeah. So the, Next I time don't. it snows, I'm going to call you and say, don't go outside, Trevor. <laughs> cancel can your I, plans. Or just can I cancel all my plans? It's a snow day. Yeah. I went you to cancel a, your plans if you go tobogganing. I, I was one of the few guys that showed up for a, an audition during like that crazy winter snowstorm last year. It was like mental. It was like four inches of slush already on the ground. It was snowing like crazy. My train was canceled. I had to take a cab in. And I got to the audition. I was like 25 minutes late, and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm not a consummate professional actor. I'm freaking these guys are gonna be so mad. Like I'm 25 minutes late. I walked in. The woman producer's like, "You're here," and I'm like, "It's like 10 o'clock in the morning, and it's just evil outside. Like no one's going anywhere." And I'm like, "Yeah, I made it. I made it." She's like, "Really?" I'm like, "Yeah." Like half the people, no, they had like 400 calls in that day, and 200 of them were like. I'm sorry. It's cold outside. I'm not going. Out. Snow day. So snow days happen. Yeah, but it, it's self-proclaimed. I need like an authority to come down and be like, acknowledge that it's like no buses today. Like you know, like I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm I'll, not gonna call it. I'm gonna go. See, Trev, that's where you and I diverge in personality dramatically. When like authority figures of any kind come down and tell me like it's a snow day, I'm like, what? Taking my shirt off, going outside. Just can't stop me now. You know, contrarian, that's just my nature. That's right? provocation, yeah. Yeah, don't saying don't do that is as good as saying I put a hundred dollar bill under that thing and you're gonna do it. Like, cause I'm gonna, you know. You're wearing a I yes. And I uh, <laughs> shout out to my little pretty who's here. Hey little pretty. Shout out to her because she was at my place today. I was at work and got bored, I guess. So I decided to sort the giant laundry pile I haven't touched in on how long. And I actually forgot that I owned this shirt. So it came out of the pile all clean and like laundrified, and I was like, wow, that's how that thing works, that machine that makes noises and bubbles and stuff in the basement. That's pretty cool. But anyway, yeah, so I'm wearing my amazing chaotic evil <laughs> means never having to say you're sorry, <laughs> even if you ate the cat. Like, never. I do mean never having to say you're sorry, which yeah, is key. It should be underlined, never. And that was funny because I was thinking today about what I was going to talk about today. And since you have a guest from, from the Wild West, I was, I was actually going to talk about inclement weather <laughs> and drunken disorderlies because it's funny how often those two happen to correlate. Like, I walked home from, like, Ajax one time with one shoe on because I was really messed. And the thing is, I was so messed up, I didn't realize I only had one shoe on. So when I got home, my one foot was, like, this torn, blistery, bloody mess. <laughs> from like walking down the side of the highway for like four and a half hours, like totally smashed. But because the one foot felt okay, the other one felt really terrible, I couldn't figure out what the problem was. Until I got home, was like, holy shit, like you've torn half your toe off. Like, what the fuck did you do? Oh. And it wasn't like, again, the next morning, like I woke up, it was like blood of the sheets. I'm like, what the fuck? And the reason I walked all that way back is because there was a blackout. And the guys who had driven me didn't want to drive on the highway in a blackout or something. I don't know what really was going on, but I was really high, so I just wandered out of the apartment and forgot a shoe, and, like, it was weird. Was that the blackout of Southern Ontario? Or? No, although I do remember that one quite well, too. Yeah, the, we big, all, the big, big, big blackout. I was actually working in a bar. It was one of the cool... Actually, that was one of the most heartwarming experiences I've ever seen in, like, a normal bar environment. I was working down in Queen West, and all of our food, everything in the freezer was going to fucking go off. Right. And so what we did is we brought a gas-powered barbecue out, set it up out front of the bar, Cooked everything what? in the in the in the bar, and we're, we're handing out like sausages, hamburgers, whatever, just to people Amazing. walking by, right? We had all these candles set up on the patio outside. We're just sitting there like, yeah, free food. It's gonna go off. Like you know, we gotta do something with it, right? That's so that was pretty cool. And a few other bars and neighborhoods started doing the same thing that night. So there's like a whole bunch of people sitting on the sidewalk holding candles, like eating burgers and shit. It was just kind of weird. It was like, it was, yeah, it was a sense of brevity to the whole thing that otherwise would have been like, you know, they always say like. Blackout, blackouts Chaos. turns into like riots and yada. Instead of the riot, everyone's like eating burgers, being like, "Hey man, woo, the beer's getting cold." Like, I'm sorry, beer's getting warm. Like, drink it faster, you know? Like, that's pretty cool. Man, that's that's very interesting. You say that because uh, there's kind of a dichotomy there. I worked for a restaurant that was also kind of like a marketplace, and uh, every night in good times with the power working, 
uh, when stuff didn't when stuff didn't sell at the end of the day, they were ordered to just throw it out. Full sandwiches, loaves and loaves and loaves of bread, so much food. And I remember asking the management, like, why don't we give this to the food bank? Why don't we give this to people who want it? And they just said, no, it's company policy. We can't. We you used know, to it's do it. And we don't for anymore. a long time under the health codes in Canada. You couldn't. Uh, the food was open, like it was yeah. was unpackaged. Yeah. You couldn't give it to food banks. You couldn't yeah. give. So there was a there's a couple of companies. One called Second Harvest, I believe. And yeah. I don't, I'm not affiliated, but I've heard of them. They do pretty good work, as far as I know. They go around to restaurants and stuff and collect all the uh, like the bread that doesn't sell in the day. The you know mm. the whatever old meat products, not old as in like day old, right? And reharvest. But up until very recently, you couldn't. You could not give away food. I know this because uh, one of Max's right. worked at um, Wendy's. Back in the day, which I thought was great, she get home from work and I just attack her, and she's like, "I need to shower." So I'm like, "No, you smell like <laughs> meat. <laughs> like the, the, it's one thing if you're like sweating all day and you smell like I don't know asbestos, but you can almost smell like <laughs> bacon and burgers." I'm like, "No, hun, you don't need to shower. What you need to do is come over here and rub that greasy shit all over me. Like that's what <laughs> I'm talking about, you know? Grease me up." But yeah, no. Uh, but they used to have the same thing. They, you know, most fast food restaurants they throw out, you know, garbage bags full of totally edible food every single day. And they'd have homeless who would come and ask for food. And they weren't allowed to give it to them because of the, the possibility of salmonella contamination. And if it happened even one time, the lawsuit for the corporation, et cetera, et cetera. So most corporations said, you know, fuck it. Why risk the lawsuit? We can just throw it away and there's no, you know, there's no, there's no, no punishment for like wasting hundreds of tons of food a year. Like, welcome to the West. Like, that's what we do. You know, it's like, are you starving? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, the 10 tons of food that we threw out yesterday. Yeah, and day in, day out. I've said this before. If we just put lunchtime at the Korean cafes on the North Korean side of the board, I just ran the TV feed of guys eating lunch at the bases on the south side, <laughs> the DMZ would empty out really fast, be like, these guys eat grass and, like, wait for the Americans to bomb them. And the guys are sort of like, oh, too much of cheeseburger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just show lunch one time. I have a feeling you'd change a lot of hearts and minds, you know? So it is interesting you mentioned inclement weather because we do have probably a couple of people. Actually, because Mike uh, Mike's in the audience tonight. And Mike and I went to school. Yeah, Clapperman. Clapperman. He's here. We went to school uh, in St. Catharines, which... Uh, has some pretty interesting Same weather. I think it's different weather than we do. For it sure. sure does. We learned that the hard way. We're like, let's be there for every winter for years in a row. So that was that was fun. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's definitely some 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 hurdles and some things you got to overcome. Well, when... I'll start. I'll start with a, a short story about being way too high and encountering a thunderstorm, <laughs> and encountering it like face on, like not realizing I was going to. So. As these stories usually start, a bunch of my friends and I are partying, got a bunch of liquor at this house. I'm getting wasted, right? I'm like, yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to move on to the next locale. Can have some good times. Take a walk, eh? Let's go to the, go to the bus stop. We'll be fine. Smashed. Water down the front stairs. I'm halfway to the bus stop, and I hear this thunderclap. And it's so loud, like, I can feel it. Like, it was right above me, basically, right? I'm like, boom. I'm like, oh, that's pretty loud. And as if that was, like, the sign. Like, you know, it never really happens in real life, right? <laughs> There's that one thunderclap, and then it happened. But it, it did to me. So, boom, and then rain. And not just kind of rain, but, like, someone had taken a bucket and just tossed it off the roof on me. Like, I hadn't gone ten paces, and I was literally soaked to the skin. <laughs> and it's just roaring down the street in sheets, you know? And I'm like, this is insanity. <laughs> and by, by the time I'd made it to the bus shelter, I was, like, a drowned rat. Like, it just oh. soaked head to toe, right to the skin. You know, spent half that night trying to get to the next party because bus lines and streetcar lines and things were shut down due to, you know, branches falling on power lines. Sudden flooding or whatever. And what I remember the most is sort of wandering around, tranced out of my mind, like in what felt like an apocalyptic nightmare. Like, you know, this is like dark streets. It's cold. I'm soaked to the bone. Trees are blowing over. Fucking... (laughs) Shit's happening. Like, it's just crazy, you know? Watching cars, like, driving through, like, a foot of water on the sidewalk, you know, like, on the, on the street. Waves coming over the, the, the sewer grates. It's, like, absolutely surreal, you know? Absolutely surreal. And, 
and I've had a few really amazing weather experiences like that. Encountered yeah. things I never thought I would. Well, we, we get tail end tornadoes randomly coming through here, and and uh, we used to live up in the Lawrence Park hood, and like there'd be a lot of trees flying into houses, like ripping shit off. Like I've seen a lot of trees through on cars. Halloween. On Halloween, a couple days ago, <laughs> the hundred foot pine tree in front of my house blew over onto our truck. Whoa. Yeah. That now, what part of your truck? Hit the hood. Ugh. Mount. Wait. <laughs> Mount. The truck, the truck runs. <laughs> she runs. In fact, she runs okay and everything works. The side mirror is broken. The hood needs to be replaced. And the, the, the front fender panel on the driver's side is bent the fuck. But I'll tell you, Ford makes a serious piece of machinery, man. <laughs> but this Kudos is a big-ass fucking tree. It came down, landed right on the fucking truck. The back end of the truck was up like... You know, you could tell Ooh. something was seriously going on, like the weight of the tree. And when they Suspension. cut when they cut the tree off and, and forked like craned the piece off, it went and straightened back up. And my dad thought, Yeah, we broke the suspension, like yeah. you know, broke something. No, he drove it on a straightaway, didn't even didn't even put the wheels out of alignment. Just Whoa. so yeah. And yeah. I would say I'd say half put a that, foot put that half a foot left or right. It w- if it was to the right it would hit the cab and just that would have been that. And it had been to the left, it would have shattered the, cracked the radiator. But as it was, this one branch punched a hole in the hood. Like, the hood's fucked, don't get me wrong. Like, the truck was like a bag of smashed assholes. Like, someone obviously went to town on this fucking thing, you know? Like, you know, in, you know in Street's Fighter, there's that level where you, like, beat the crap out of a car until it falls apart? <laughs> yeah, if you weren't really good at Street Fighter, that's what our truck looks like. So if you're really good, then, you know. But no. Be demoed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I was in my cottage when a, a part of a oak tree landed on it and I thought it was during a tornado, like a hurricane thing, and I thought I was done. I was like, Yeah, okay, it's roof's gonna rip off and I'm gonna see any M any second now. Yeah. Like, oh. yeah. yeah. Where's Toto? Yeah. I was working a festival show, camped in a tent, and a tornado hit the county right next to where the festival show was. And we just got the periphery of the storm. But it was enough that it, it flooded the entire show and drowned all these ravers like rats. Like they were just like <laughs> Like, all their tents collapsed, and there's just in these pools of water. One of the rudest things, walking along, seeing people in fun for, like, covered in muds, so like, trying to slither out of these little divots in the ground where their tents have sunk, you know? But, yeah, it was, it was crazy. For a while there that night, I had one of those hand-crank radios. And at one point in the night, the wind was howling in my tent. I shot down with paracord, and I'm in this little hollow underneath these trees. It's pretty good, like, nice little spot. And the tent is still going. <laughs> <laughs> with me in it, right? Like making these little like upward motions. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. Like I knew it was going to happen. If it blew hard enough, the bottom of the tent would rip out and I'd be sitting there wrapped in that and the tent would fly away. Like I, I, had, no, I had no illusions that this tent was going to support my weight airborne or otherwise, right? Wrapped in your tent cocoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know. But it was one of those things for sure where I realized, like, this is crazy weather. Like, this is some serious rain, and I'm in a, I'm a fucking plastic sheet. That's what I'm in, waiting for this to kill me. Like, this is pretty crazy, right? I also got caught in a, in a, in a microburst. Oh, those, those are what were happening in Lawrence Park, is these microbursts. They started happening in, like, the mid-2000s to, to 2015s, like, whatever. It was one of the weirdest things. Though. Again, crazy. Pretty mental, coming home from work, drunk as fuck, like, sagging down the street. Global warming. And this blast of wind so strong it was middle of fall there's leaves all around me right the wind came straight down from above just like aliens and in a circle about 100 feet around me all the twigs leaves everything blew away definitely garbage cans flying through the air and I'm standing in the middle of this thing going, whoa, you know, like, <laughs> holding on to my shit. Mary poppins Yeah, for like 10 seconds, like, ah, yeah. and then it just stops. And I'm like, huh, looking around, you know, and there's no, so there's no leaves on anything around me. There's leaves everywhere, all the cars, everywhere. And in this like circle for 100 feet all around, there's nothing, not a twig, not a cigarette butt, you know what I mean? Like, it's all been scoured clean off the sidewalk, you know, like, like pressure washed or whatever, right? Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. They're weird. And they'll just like nail like a block. Someone yeah. like, like people's like homes and cars be like destroyed and then the rest of the neighborhood's fine. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. When my, when my dad grew up in, in Pittsburgh, they had a tornado come through when he was a kid and it came through the county they were in, missed the houses on the hill that his family lived on. So there's six houses on mm. top of this hill and the tornado came up the hill. Got to the certain point on the hill and just went, 
and just like little tiny Mario hop, like and just kind of <laughs> jumped over these six houses and then wiped out the rest of the county, you know? Yeah. And wow. uh, my grandmother, uh, she passed away, but before she, she passed away, she told me stories about that years ago. It sounded like it was a freight train coming up the mountainside. So, you know, imagine this quiet, quiet country hill home. You're sitting there, and you start hearing what sounds like a train, and there's no train tracks for 100 miles in any direction. And you look out, and you see trees and shit flying through the air and stuff, and then... <laughs> And it's gone. Then you look over there, the county's like flying apart down here. You know, the church is lifting off. And it was so bad, it dug up graves. That's how powerful the tornado Like there were, there were, there were coffins pulled out of the ground and thrown around because it just sucked all the dirt off the hole. Like, right? That's ridiculous. So yeah, it was pretty crazy. That's super spooky. Yeah, we we used to. I've mentioned before we used to party in. like Sherwood Park during high school, we'd build forts there and we would yeah. just play hooky, skip school, and we'd drink 40s and roll blunts or whatever. And um, one time in our adventure, we we got our, a nice 40 drunk, uh, probably burnt some blunts and, and actually built some of the fort and it was like a solid, solid work day, solid amount of hours put in. And then uh, I think, then we realized like the storm's rolling in. I was like, oh, storms are brewing. Like, we got, we got to clear. We got to get, bug out. yeah. Like, so there's like, there's like five or eight of us. We're like, all right, we're all out of here. Like go, get, almost like salvage yourselves, like, you know, separate ways. And I remember just like, cause you're every you're, man for himself. Yeah. 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 I was like 40 drunk at that point. So I was like, you know what? And I was about a good, like, so, so Eglin's park Sherwood, yeah. uh, from my house. I was like, you know what? I can probably just run home. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go for it. That's a pretty spicy run. That's a spicy run. It's like, you know, I don't know, 25 minutes, maybe. Fat yeah, if you're Never if you're it. running the whole time, no breaks. Well, and I was forty drunk, so you darn right I ran the whole time. I ran, and it was like a rainstorm. The same thing you mentioned, like where you were like instantly drenched. Like we're like, all right, we're going for it. And I'm like, I start out and instantly drenched. I remember like stopping in this church for a while, looking around, being like, it's not stopping. I ran home. I was like, fucking so. Dry. I come in through the side door. I remember my mom's like, what is, what's wrong with you? And I was like, like completely drenched and whatever I was wearing. I took everything off and immediately. And I just like passed out in like instantly. Get home, just like a wet rat, just like, like I'm right done. there on the kitchen Pretty floor. Much. Pretty much. Mom's like, like, "What's wrong with you?" He just strips naked and blacks out on the floor, face down, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was high. That was my high school in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's Saturday afternoon. Great. Yeah. So, yeah, inclement weather can't yeah, stop my us. My roommate though. caught me doing the polar bear that way one time. Like, came through the front door, opened the front door, like. Five or six times with the keys. Keys finally activate. Oof. Door swings open. I just fall face first onto the towel floor. And then, you know, like, pull over, slide on the ice when their front feet out. I just kind of used my, my legs and just sort of pushed and slid myself into the house enough that the door would close behind me. The, the penguin and slide. And I just kind of rolled over on the towel floor and was like, meh. And that was the end of that. Man, inclement weather, it... Uh it, it has a whole load of secondary effects too. I was working at a bar in in Edmonton downtown, right by Rogers Place. Uh, that's where the Oilers play, by the way. Uh, so they still play. They still play. Yeah, city <laughs> champions were. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, it was super duper snowing, and uh, it was all slushy on the doors uh, on the on the stairs going down to the bathroom. And there was one of those girls there. There, there was a girl who worked there, right? And she was kind of like that bar star kind of girl, but you know, acts like she's way hotter than she is, you know. And as everybody, everyone knows that. Girl. Yeah, <laughs> and you just see her, and you're like, <sighs> you know, like that type. And she had a friend there, and uh, this friend is going downstairs to the bathroom and it's all like uh a lot of it was a little like it was a little slushy we were good doing a good job mopping and wetting it but i mean it's gonna happen it's a slushy day yeah. right oh yeah and uh and she's super out of it she uh she's in these high heels and the railing is on the right side going down into this basement it's just a concrete floor right and on the left side is like this particle board like this smooth <laughs> board it's all right? set up so yeah. well and i'm standing at the foyer at the front door and i'm just seeing her go down and she takes one step in her high heels two steps i see her ankle go whoa i'm like no oh. she puts her hand out to br- to grab the railing but she puts her left hand out and the railing's on the right side right so she just goes yeah, and her hand slides right off and she just nose dives into the concrete and like four or five steps and just nose dives because she's super wasted and she bang 
cracks her head against the ground and isn't moving. Face down, isn't moving. Blood starts seeping from her head. Contact sport. And I just yeah. saw this and I'm like, oh my God, she's dead. She's dead. And then after a couple seconds, I just hear this. <laughs> just like being so wasted and such a you know miserable head trauma that like she sat up she managed to get and sat up because i didn't have to touch her like it's good you're getting up it's utterly your own remarkable how how many times i've watched people suffer head injuries and i thought is that it yeah and it's like no because oh. i've seen it so many times exactly what you're talking about guys go face first down 20 20 stairs and hit a door <laughs> thick wooden door yeah. and here's boom and the door goes open like two inches and the guy's there like folded up like a pretzel legs in the air at the bottom of the stairs and I'm like ooh I'm dead but I've lost faith in that like really if it was gonna kill him it would've I mean I, I well and, yeah, and it's funny it's a it's funny because because bring bringing McNabb on, I was always uh, I've talked about this day. Look back in, in previous tapes because I've referenced McNabb as as you both being uh, you know holders of the drunkards, uh, you know protectors fun of, police, fun police protectors of the faith. Like both of you, many years of bouncing experience. So the amount of times that you I must that have one seen, too, I can't believe you do as well. That's <laughs> <laughs> you must have seen people like self sabotage and just like you're there watching and you're like, yeah, they're gonna oh, there they go like. Yeah, you got my absolute favorite, and this is for the this is for the ladies out there. My absolute favorite is the girls that climb up on chairs to look hotter <laughs> when when they're drunk enough and the chairs aren't really that stable. And um, that's uh, so awesome. My, my favorite Tables, that I yeah. saw one girl she got up on this chair. She starts like showing off, she's, like dancing like this, like yeah, I'm so hot. Check out how hot I am. Loses her balance. Goes face first into the pool table. <laughs> the pool table's got a metal rim all the way around. They sure it, right? do. So all you hear is this. I'm so hot. We bang. <laughs> and I'm just looking. For, I'm 25 feet away. I'm already walking. Like, hey, you probably shouldn't be up there because it's dang. Fuck it. Oh. I see your free fall. I'm like, well, too late. Get the spatulas, boys. We got another scraper. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, coming over there, I'm like, oh, man, there's hair caught in the pool table. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, man. She's out cold on the floor. And her boyfriend's like, oh, she fell. No, really, fuck nuts. Yeah, like, we all saw it. Like, why on this fucking table there, happy man? Like, you're watching, like, yeah, she's so hot. Wee, what the fuck? You know, it's like, did you not see the skull trauma coming here? Did you not, did you not catch that one, maybe? No? Right, because you're a bad person. And we have camera footage of you being a bad person. Yeah, so now this right. is your problem. That's right. So I'm going to go get the shovel out of the back, and we're going to scrape her face off the side of the fucking pool table, and then you can take her in an Uber somewhere, because I don't care where you go. Well, here's some Band-Aids. Yeah, here's some Band-Aids. A couple, like, you know, the, the, the Sesame Street, like, ooh, I got a boo-boo on my finger. Yeah. Take five of those, and I don't know. Here's a Dora, the Explorer one for your forehead. Yeah. I don't know, but, but ice can cause for some pretty, like, hilarious moments. Like, it's... Ice can be bad. Just water. Just water is amazing. See, at the Zen Lounge, where I used to work, we had a, a stand... I don't know, it's kind of an odd thing. We had a steel dance floor. No, it sounds... I don't know... The only place I've ever actually seen that, but the floor was all metal. Hmm. And so if you spill a hmm. drink, it became like Aww. ice. But, well, one night, this group of dudes wanted to, to go. They had a, kind of like, you know, a bro-y moment. They were time to fight with me, and I was like, okay. So I backed up to the dance floor because these guys were coming at me, and I noticed that someone had spilled a drink. So I just maneuvered and posted up behind the wet spot on the floor. And the first guy, I'm like, I'm like come on, fucko. Let's do this shit. You want to play? Let's go. He comes running at me like, yeah, fucking go. Hits that spot, drops into the fucking splits on this on this steel floor, right? <laughs> right? And this goes, just, ah! just and MJ's. Like, ah! I kicked him right in the face. I'm like, good morning! Hey! <laughs> right? And his friends didn't get it. So I just kept moving around this wet spot You're and like, fighting these guys. Like I had three guys like in putties. a row. Yeah. Like fucking lemmings. I had three guys in a row step in the wet spot, go get banana legs, and then just get fucked up. And I'm like, you're not gonna, you're not catching this one, are you? And this is called terrain hazard here, pal. Like, you know what I mean? So, t t situational awareness is a fucking thing. Keep that in mind. They were red shirts. They were yes, Jim. They were red shirts. Uh, and some expendable and friends. Quick, rush the Klingon over the wet spot on the metal floor. I mean, that's exactly right. It only wouldn't be better if I had a fucking disruptor. Be like, you know. 
Like, it's been a couple of weird weeks, man, at work. I had a fucking gun incident. I don't yeah. know if he told you about that. No, I think you may have. We had this guy come in a couple weeks ago, and he was just playing with a gun. And now, here's the thing about smuggling, right? We do full searches. Honestly, the place is as safe as it can be. But people are going to smuggle, and I'm not going to go elbow deep up their ass to find out, right? You're going to miss things. It's just going to happen. It's the nature of the business. Well, this guy got a, a small piece in somehow and was just sitting in one of the tables fucking playing with it. So a guy comes over and goes, hey, man, there's a dude over there, like, playing with a gun. And I'm like, really? I'm like, really? Yeah. I'm like, okay. So we get over there. We managed to get the guy into the hallway. We're trying to get him out. And he's still got this gun, right? So, like, you know, it's weird. Like, you don't just try and tackle a guy with a gun, right? The way you approach a guy with a firearm is either, if you can, all get him really fast Maybe you do that, right? Yeah. But that's not how you want to go about it. Most of the time, you want to try and convince him to put that shit away so that you don't have to deal with that. Because all it takes is him going, Aah! and a couple of you guys are in a lot of trouble, right? So he's in the hallway. He's still pretty fucking weird. And we get him outside, and he's walking down the street. And I'm not going to say exactly where, because it's probably still a hot topic for various law enforcement. But he's walking on the sidewalk, and just decides he's going to pop off a few for Mardi Gras. Like, he's out there on the street, busy intersection. I mean, it's not busy. It was at 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning or whatever. But he's out there just like shoots a few off downtown fucking Toronto. Honestly, who the fuck are you people, man? Like, I, I don't know. I've known gangsters my entire life. I've known fuck nuts with guns. I've known bikers. I've known all kinds of people all my life. Who the fuck? Goes to a club, gets drunk, decides, I'm just going to walk down the street and shoot off my gun for a while. Like, where the fuck are we, man? Is this, is this like a, a, a pirate movie from fucking 200 years ago? Like, what the fuck? Honestly, that shit is unreal to me, man. Well, apparently in some places, yeah. Not here, but in right, some like places. like Pakistan. Yeah, sure, whatever. I don't know. Like you to die, right? Wait, you're going to respond to that? He said Pakistan and then, and then pointed to you? You're going to let that shit fly again? I'm not from Pakistan. <laughs> <laughs> did we have this conversation last weekend? Yes, we did. You like dick pics and you're from Pakistan. We know that. What's wrong? Hey, anyways. I'm just... This is... Uh, no, no, no. This is, this is uh, Jabrell on from the Pakistan. fucking on okay. The mic. Okay, second quote thing. I think that's a North American thing, using guns for, like, no reason. Well, especially that's in the states. No. In yeah, the states. That's not true. It's, it's an, you ever in, seen in the, the video Best Syrian Dad Ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The 45? Yeah. No, no. He puts it on a table. He, he's shooting in the air at the wedding. And he puts the gun down on the table. And the little kid, the three-year-old, picks the pistol up off the table and shoot, buck, basically buckwheats his dad. That is not a North American thing. Not at all. In fact, I feel like firearms were invented in China. Where I'm, where I'm not from, even close. Not I feel like rampant and ignorant guys. gun violence is like a worldwide yeah. thing. Yes. Yes. The yes. kids. The kids shoot. Yeah. Each other. Honestly, if a guy's got a gun playing with it and just popping off, it sounds like he wants to kill himself. He yeah. wants to die. Yeah. Suicide so by cop. Shoot him. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Yeah. No, the thing is, then he fucked off. And we had to go on lockdown for like three hours, four hours, where the cops just had their dogs sniffing for, for empty, you know, for, for um, casings and shit like that, right? It's like, look, man, you know, that's nuts. Then we kicked some girls out last weekend, and these girls decided that they were going to stand outside and beat on the door, like, till they almost broke the glass down, scream about how they're going to come back and shoot up the place and... That's you know, this and that. You better not leave work because we're going to drop dimes. And it's like, I told my boss, I'm like, can I go out? Everyone else talked to them. They just, you know, yelled racial slurs at them and, and flipped out. But I'm like, no, no, just let me go. I'll live right up to the stereotype. I'm like, you want to play that game with me? What, are you going to come back and bust a cap? It's okay, I'll break both your legs. We'll see how much fun you have busting a cap when you can't even walk back to your Uber. It's pretty easy to, you know, talk shit. It's a little bit more difficult to live up to it. And that's what I think sucks. But a lot of this, like, faux violent culture, you want to spend a lot of time talking smack to people, that's amazing. What you really need is to get smacked. Like, life, honestly, life is not that cool, and you shouldn't get away with this shit. You just shouldn't. I mean, I, I have a lot of trouble with that because 
I'm the man that, you know, should have said nothing and can't stop myself. And, you know, I have a big fucking mouth and it goes with the rest of me. But, like, I get myself in trouble for talking when I shouldn't. But at the same time, I have never threatened to shoot up a bar because I was asked to leave. In fact, I don't know anyone, even with all of my, like, weird criminal connections over the years and strange affiliations, who's, who's ever threatened to do that. I know one guy that did that, but he never threatened to do it. He just showed up and did it. The ones that talk about it are never, ever, ever about it. They're not the ones. It's like... You know, they even there was a guy uh, I was on. I was on in Bloor West, and out of a notable bar that's not around anymore, there was a bouncer that tossed a guy out from the side, and and there was a bunch of people outside on the street as well. Too many people saw this incident. I was working across the street. Uh, he throws him out onto the ground, and whips him onto the ground. Dude bangs his head against the ground. He's out cold. The bouncer gets on top of him, starts lacing him in his unconscious face. People are going, what? Pulling out their phones, start recording the guy and recording the incident. The guy knows that he's in trouble and he did the wrong thing. So he starts yelling. The bouncer, he starts saying, this guy threatened to come back and shoot the place up. He was just, I was defending myself because he was coming to shoot the place up. And it's like, it doesn't, people, t like you say, people talk shit. The ones yeah. that do it are the ones that don't say a word. Yeah, and now the culture has become, I mean, it's amazing. The culture has become such that you can actually have the reverse. You can have a guy trying to use that as his cover now, you know? Right. Like because you like, get so many fuckos. I mean, I don't know how many times in the last month someone's told me they were going to kill me. I mean, sorry, it's one of those, it's a joke. Like, I'll pencil you in for next Tuesday. You know what I mean? Like, I, don't, I got a, There's a lot of guys on the list who want to kill me today. So just, just hold on, you know? But that threatening, posturing bullshit. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I've had the same thing happen to me, too. Like, Jabril was there, actually, I think. The, the tournament thing that we made, that we organized. Yeah, so basically, <laughs> yeah, cool. we we sure. we organized a tournament back in like in a neighborhood, and uh, it was a 2K tournament, uh, NBA 2K, and the price I think was a prepaid Mastercard of I think it was a 150 or 100 bucks. Woo! That's worth killing somebody for. And 150 bucks. <laughs> the thing that we didn't realize, well, I knew some of them. We didn't realize how many of them. In that room, there was probably half a dozen gang members. Right. There was one guy with a cane with a fucking sword in it. That We didn't know that shit. You're not supposed to. That's why it's in the cane. Um, right? but you thought that limp was <laughs> real. The cane sword's going to pop out of closet. <laughs> <laughs> That's the side cane sword. Like, like all this shit happens. And during the tournament, this guy was like, I want to play, I want to play, I want to play. And we told him when he showed up, it's done. Like, we already yeah, made the fucking up. thing. Like, you are too late. So, halfway through the competition, he grabs a uh, PS4 controller, and he uh, decides to act like a five-year-old kid. He, he, he's like, I'm grabbing the controller. Nobody plays until I play. Oh, great. I'm going to kick the checkers off the table now. So, right. yeah, basically, yeah. we had to kick him out, and uh, it was me and two other friends. Three, four. We were four. There was four of us. And so in Batman, that room, Robin, and the crew. In that room, Whole Justice League. Three of us have martial arts training. Right. And the guy was like, "I'm gonna fuck you up. I'll come back and shoot up the place." And we're like, "Really? Like, really? You're gonna fuck us up? First of all, you're like five two. All of us are above six feet. What you gonna do?" And worse, worse when guys say, "I'm gonna come back." Yeah. Yeah, right. I got that. I got that one. I got that one yeah. right there. My favorite is. Fight with my, we're on the street, Bathurst and Queen. Guy's like, gonna call my boys. We'll come mess you up. Pulls his phone out. I'm like, just take the phone out of his hand. I'm like, I push the first number and I'm like, yo, there better be 20 of you because your boy's about to get killed. And then I hang up the phone and throw it in the garbage in front of the McDonald's. Oh, I'm like, fuck. I'm like, all right, but now they've been called. So should we start or should we wait? And the guy's like, what? And I slapped him. I'm like, let's fight. Come on. You're all about it. Ten seconds ago, you're calling your boys. I'm going to get killed. Like, we're all going to die. And now it's like, what's happening now? It's you and me and a whole lot of crying on the sidewalk. And like, he's like, no, man. So I took his sunglasses and I broke them. I'm like. 
I'm like, are we going to fight now? I'm like, we're still waiting for your boys. Come on. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm like, seriously, man, this whole threatening posturing thing is amazing until you find yourself alone with a giant in the alley behind a McDonald's and all you've got is a broken fucking pair of sunglasses, a cell phone in a garbage full of, 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 of puke and urine. And, and maybe your friends are coming, but all they heard on the phone was, there better be a lot of you, your boy's about to die. And then his phone goes into the garbage, gone, like... <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It was, it was definitely like they're getting the other Uber X, like, yo, we, we'll, we'll all make it. We've got we to gotta make sure we, we get it cheap because we, really like, we don't really like that guy all that much, you know? But it's funny because I started this biz 20 years ago. You'd have guys look up to you and say, fuck you, I'm going to fight you. Now I get, I'm going to come back sometime maybe and shoot the place up. Or I get the most lame millennial shit the world's ever seen. Do you know how your behavior makes me feel? Do you know that they don't pay me nearly enough to give one dancing flying fuck how you feel? I'm not your mother. Your mother should have dealt with that a long time ago, possibly by drowning you in the tub, because I don't care how you fucking feel. You're a shit dick, drunk as fuck at my bar, acting like a total chicken wing, and now you're like, do you know, this is really, this is really hard on my emotions. <laughs> fuck off. I had a guy stand there for an hour and a half telling me about how he feels about being thrown out wow. and how hard I am on him. I didn't beat his ass. I didn't throw him down any stairs. I didn't push him. Nothing. <laughs> I just said, please, time to go home. Do you know how this makes me feel? No. And I don't care. Please. Like, aren't there hotlines for that shit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you feel this way. If you continue to feel this way when you get home, please consider leaving a negative Yelp review. Yeah, yes, or you know what? Just cut it right to the source. Hop in the tub with a straight razor and end it. <laughs> Harsh words. Fuck off. You're going to cry at the bar because you have to go home? Really? R really? I've been told I have to go home. I don't cry at the bar. I just fall asleep there and refuse to leave. And they're like, you have to go home. <laughs> I don't know. I was held out of the bar once. Uh, well, not once. I was held, I was held out of the bar at one point uh, when I went to uh, this, play, time. Uh, this time on King Street. And I was coming from a Jays game. And um, so we were a bit riled up. We were a bit probably had some sure. some piss and vinegar. Lively spirit. Yeah. And so uh, this is a bar that we frequent a lot. And it's known for its, its broad burst. And it serves very hearty food and beer. But food. We were coming for the food. And so... Uh, we had come from the game. We're all riled up. I think I might. I, I came came in and went up the stairs with with zealous, you know. Yeah. And uh, these two guys at the top of the stairs. I just walk up, and I, I'm not used to this place having bouncers either or anything. And these two guys were just like, "Hey, you're not coming in." And I was like, "Oh, sorry. Was there was there a private party or something?" And, he's, and they're like, "No, we just we're just not gonna let you in now." You look drunk. Fuck you. Yeah, and I was like, uh, okay, well, what's the problem? And they're like, well, we just can't let you in. Like, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, and they, they wouldn't say why. And I, the longer I tried to get that out of them, the more of an ass hat I made of myself. So then they would use that behavior as yeah. reason for me not to come That's in. That's a setup, so, though. That's such a setup. Yeah, I, mean, I felt totally played. Like I was it, pretty yeah. pissed. But, like, again, I was not sober, so I was like, okay, I guess that you have grounds here. But, like, you're just kind of inventing grounds as we go. So, Do you ever get, do you ever get the reverse sort of big guy bully routine? Like, you go to a club or something with friends, and – the tough guy working at the bar or whatever thinks that it's in his best interest to make an example out of you because you're the big guy in the group. Yeah, and it's always the short guy. Yeah. It's always the short bouncer. <laughs> the short yeah. bouncers are the crazy ones. Never, ever mess with a short bouncer, oh. by the way. Well, if you're actually a successful bouncer and you've worked there doing it for a while and you're really tiny, it means there's a really good chance that you're a sick of violent. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> like, really good chance. Bouncer Jimmy Cole is a short and he's pretty cool. That's true. 
That's true. He's the rare example. Actually, we'll give him a shout-out. Actually, I'm going to give him a shout-out to Mahones and to Cherry Calls because we were there on Saturday night for a show. Amazing local venue. Awesome. Uh, yeah, sorry I got really drunk and passed out on the chair there, but also got tackled in a very small <laughs> mosh pit. So I, t- I actually am right now currently bruised from, like, knee to tits on the one side because I was dancing in the mosh pit, and this guy, I don't know, he came up behind me, and he sort of jumped on my, my shoulder when I wasn't paying attention. And I was on one foot, and I kind of he kind of just pulled me over backwards. I mean, he went flying onto the floor, and that's a hard tile floor, and it's quite unyielding. And when you're not really ready for it, and you're quite intoxicated, and you hit a floor like man, you can suddenly so look like a Jersey cow. I got all these like random. Remember my hard bits connected with the floor are now like these black blotches, right? You got these like bony hips like Jersey cattle too. Well, fuck no, I'm fast faster. <laughs> like, the difference okay. is you hit hard enough and flubber moves out of the way and floor introduces itself to bone anyhow. Ouch. I was waiting to find out what happened to the guy who was pinned underneath <laughs> No, he got tossed away from me. He fell down too. Yeah, don't worry about him. Is there, is there yeah. any... Do, we buried uh, him last we'll week. we'll take a moment now. Is there anybody in the audience who wants to... Mike, is there a question no. you have? Uh, uh, or do you want to tell tell a tale maybe about something you've heard today or inclement weather or anything? Getting weather. kicked Trump out of... Shenanigans. Or maybe, yeah, so Mike and I went to school in St. Catharines and we may have had a couple nights or we may have had... Alcohol. I have never been hit by lightning, but I've almost hit yeah. by lightning three times. Almost three times. Yeah, was a, um, No, but I was thinking of... Uh, you guys were just talking about like the bouncers getting on your case. And I remember Trevor and I, we were at this bar that I won't name, but there's a merchant who makes ale and he owns a house. Um, <laughs> Dude, look it up. And uh, I, the one time in my life I've been kicked out of a bar, uh, I party hard, guys. Yeah. Uh, Woo! Yeah. Uh, I'm a nice guy. Uh, he with an amazing, me. with an amazing fro. Oh man, my fro—it's—it's it's pretty great. There's a, there's a reason I'm not on camera. I won't fit. <laughs> Dude. Um, no, but so he kicked me out because of the fact that I was talking in an amicable way with the girl he liked. Uh, I didn't know. That'll it. do it. I didn't know this until like the day after, because what I understood was. I'm talking with <laughs> my friend who is a completely platonic friend I, I have no history with in my program uh, at school. And I'm talking with her about, like, we're playing darts or something in the basement. And all of a sudden, I've had three beers at this establishment. And I'm getting tapped on the shoulder and said, you, you got to go. It's time, it's time to leave. And I don't put up a fight. I just want to know why. What's going on? And I find out the next day, the girl I was talking to said, I'm so sorry, Michael. He kicked you out because he thought you were flirting with me. And I had a talk with him that night, and he told me, he he admitted, yeah, he just, he he kicked me out because he thought I was flirting with her. That's a super dick move. Like, that's it. Are you uh, that guy? No, he, uh, I never. Saw him. Well, Rich, Rich inadvertently got me barred yeah. from a fairly famous local night spot for almost six years for doing absolutely nothing at all. So That's I was usually there. what you get banned for. I was there. No, I I did stuff, but he did not. Oh. I I was there drunk with my my other brother, and we were hanging out, and Rich was supposed to come meet us, and we've been been drinking all day, and Rich was coming straight from home. Rich was stone sober. And the bouncers pulled another one of the classic out-of-the-pocketbook dick moves. If they're afraid to throw out the guys they really want to throw out, mm. what they'll do is they'll target your friends and stuff, figuring, if I can throw this guy out, his friend might leave with him, mm. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So Rich showed up stone sober to the front door. He's like, hey, I'm here to meet my buddies. They're supposed to be inside. The other guy's like, no, you're intoxicated. You can't come in. <laughs> And he just literally just got off the streetcar. Like, he just showered, got up, like, you know, hadn't had a drop because he had no money. We, we were going to buy him drinks. That's how I got him to come out. I'm like, come on out. I'll buy you a drink. So we'll have some good time. You know, no problem. Well, not quite how that worked out. So I eventually went outside to look for him. It's called my phone, my cell phone. And it's Rich. He's back at home. I'm like, Rich, what are you doing at home? I'm supposed to be here already. And he's like, well, the bouncer wouldn't let me in. He said I was too drunk. I'm like, what? What do you mean you're too drunk? You haven't had a drink. Right? So I went back to the door guy. I'm like, what the fuck, man? What did you throw my friend out for? He's like, Bob, I can't let you back in either. 
So I said, so I said, okay. I, I think we're looking, he wants a beverage out of the fridge. There's, okay. There's no reason to spare bring that. Bring me one too. Bring me a beer. This kind of podcast where we're just going to say it. Mallory, please. So yeah. I'm wanting to roll on this. To wrap this story down, wrap the story down. I walked up the front door. I said, "Look, here's the thing. My brother's inside. My beer is inside. I'm going back in. Hey, quiet offset. Quiet offset. So I go, I go walking back to the door. I said, "Look, here's the deal." My beer's inside, my brother's inside. I'm gonna go inside, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get my beer, finish it, get my brother, and we're gonna leave. The guy's like, no, Bob, it's not happening that way. <laughs> I had to chuckle again. I'm like, this is not a very big guy either. And I'm like, Yeah, the problem is I wasn't asking. This wasn't a negotiation. I'm letting you know what's about to happen, just in the hopes that you'll figure it out in time to step out of the way. No? Because I'll walk through you like a motherfucking paper sheet. And I'm still getting my beer, getting my brother, and going home. Blah, blah. Okay. <laughs> Against the door frame. I guess I kind of surprised him. Because I don't know how. I've been sort of alluding to the fact that you're about to get slapped for the last, like, two or three minutes. But he didn't get it. <laughs> face met door frame. Face met other door frame. He went down in the heat. Manager goes... Bob, you can't. I'm like, this again? Repeat. Right? Rinse and repeat. So I slap, slap the manager out of the way, walk inside the bartender. She's behind the bar. She's like, Bob, what the fuck? I leaned in and I was like, you know what? I've heard this shit twice already. Don't make it three. It's all over. I'm going to drink my beer and grab it. I'm going to go. I don't really want to cause you a problem. But anyway, so Rich sort of knows the backdrop to that because he was the one that got, you know, denied. So what, what were you going to add to that? But yeah, for six years, I wasn't allowed to go back to that bar. I, I just want it noted that, you know, I'm getting the blame for this to some extent. Come oh. on, you're like, because they threw him out. It's like, no, it's because you went out looking and they wouldn't let you back in. And oh, no, 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 I wasn't blaming you in the slightest. You want to okay. be defensive about it. I'm just saying. Just I, just, I, I have, no, I have what experienced I was saying, what incredible I was saying was, difficulties yes, I know. in bars. Yes. Like the time you were, they had some, uh, what are they called? They had a show on at one of these bars you, you'd previously worked at. A fat night? It wasn't a fat night, but it was one of those, uh, like, you know, the chicks get all dressed up gaudy and do their dance routine. Burlesque thing. shows. Yes, on. they had a burlesque going. <laughs> and we're in there with the girls getting dressed. And you're like, just have a cigarette, nice. man. Just have a cigarette. And I'm there smoking, and the guy comes in, and he's like, you, out. And Bob's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And he's like, out, no smoking. And I'm like, dude, his house, his rules, you've said it before. And he just about starts a brawl over this shit. I like brawling. Don't trust Bob. <laughs> don't trust the Bob. The burlesque brawl, all right. <laughs> we got we to gotta allude to a future story. A future story for another time, because we so, probably are at our limit here. Yeah, we're burning down on the time. I just want to thank our guest Kent. host for coming in all the way from the West Coast. All the way from Edmonton. Thanks for having me on but the show, guys. permanently a Toronto resident once again. Yeah. And I want to thank our, our studio audience, because without you guys, we'd just be alone here. Big ups to our studio audience. Thank you, everybody showing up. Um, for everybody listening, if you want to follow us, we're at 39DD Show on Instagram. You can also find us on iTunes and Spotify at 39Drunken Disorderlies. Yeah, man. Also on YouTube at 39Drunken Disorderlies and on Facebook at 39DD Show. There well, you go. Catch us on, on YouTube now, too. That's they. Oh, we have been. Where do, where do you think all this uh, video ends up? Yeah, but I don't pay attention. All right. Uh, and in the words of good nature, be good and eat well.